Hi, my name is Matt Ruckstar. I play Libra on Zodiac Task Force, and you're listening to Raving Lunatic Media. Well, buckle up, Buttercups, because this ride's about to get a little bit bumpy. Let's make sure history never forgets the name. Sci-fi Malady. Got out. Run! It's Godzilla! It looks like Godzilla, but due to international copyright laws, it's not. Still, we should run like it is Godzilla! Though it isn't. Sci-Fi Malady, Symptom 292, King Kong 76. Why are you son of a bitch? No hey, argument. Hey, hey, careful, man. There's a... Okay, welcome back, sickies, to the final week of Monster May. And I have a little bit of a confession to make. Ethan, myself, and the other guys, we made a really great episode... And then Rage Master deleted it, at least his portion. And there was no way to splice it together, so we're just going to ad hoc this thing. The Myself, Thomas, and probably Scott are going to give our takes, and we're going to rate this thing. So, enjoy. So, we that's right, with the final film we're doing for 70s month, for 70s decade of Monster May, is King Kong 76. This film was produced by Dino De Laurentiis, who is famous for doing the Conan movies with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and a bunch of other films like that. And he's an Italian producer. And... The story is almost all, almost completely the same as the original film with certain key differences. So the idea that a group of guys on a boat head to this South Pacific Island and it's Skull Island, that's still there. The difference is in the 30s, Carl Denham wanted to make a movie about a giant gorilla for his action jungle films. Here... Instead, it is a, an oil company that is going there because uh, Fred Wilson, one of their corporates, has the idea that this is going to be a big hit, that it's uh, we're going to find a lot of oil here. There's a, a hazy cloud over this island, and NASA satellite images show that this was a, there's a big heat deposit here. It's probably oil. So... The uh, company in question, by the way, I forgot to mention that Petrox Oil Company sends him on this expedition to make or break him. On the way, they pick up a, well, before they even set off, Jack Prescott, a biologist, kind of stows away aboard because he's interested in seeing what's on the island because allegedly there were um, stories from fragments of previous explorers that there's a great beast on there and he wants to find it along the way they also spot a uh ship or they spot a little life raft at sea that hosts uh dawn the character played by jessica lang 
or Lange, I'm not sure. And she is the uh, perennial attractive blonde in this film. So what happened is she was on a boat that was about to watch the film Deep Throat, the 1970s porn film, when she was, the boat went in, there was no time for Mayday, but she was, because she was on deck avoiding the viewing of the porno film, she wound up in the, uh, she wound up on a life raft and they saved her. They get to the island, same old things happen, the explorers go in, they witness the natives there about to uh, offer up a bride for Kong, they spot the group for some reason, Dawn, and I almost said Aaron Darrow, which was the original femme fatale of King Kong, she uh, gets spotted, they want to trade her, blah blah blah, they kidnap her, and then the guys have to... King Kong takes her, then the guys have to run across the wall to go rescue her, just like the original King Kong. They eventually capture King Kong, take him to New York to make up for the fact that the oil that's on the island isn't ready to be used. So Petrox is going to use King Kong as a means of uh, entertainment. They're going to debut him around the country with Anne and Jack being displayed as the, I guess you would say, marriage couple. You know, the lucky couple that found each other and she was beauty and he was Kong was beast and Jack was the hero, blah, blah, blah. And the same thing happens. Kong breaks out, goes on a rampage through New York, gets killed by helicopters on the Twin Towers. The end. Again, very, very similar to the original film. In fact, that kind of opens us up to the first trivia in that Universal had originally planned to make a kind of more faithful remake of Kong to be titled The Legend of King Kong, which was going to be the period piece set in the 30s, but then they backed out when this modern remake was announced. So, I guess uh, RKO was bought by Dino De Laurentiis, and he put out this modern remake. Um... This is also Jessica Lange's film debut. Faye Ray, who played the original femme fatale, was going to be in this film until she saw the script and said, hard pass. Continuing our fun facts about the lead female, uh, Meryl Streep auditioned for the role, but then she was turned down because according to, Dilo De, according to her, Dilo De Laurentiis said to his son in Italian, well, she's too ugly for King Kong. Not knowing Streep's understood perfect Italian, she responded she's sorry she disappointed him, leaving him quite stunned. Uh, And of course, we know that this woman was supposed to be kind of a proxy for, they were, the company she was with was going to make her, try to make her an adult actress. So, going on to the monster... uh, This was the largest, this was a 40-foot monster. The Kong model and it was all animatronic and when it's the largest animatronic monster ever created and when it was first created they presented it to the producer and they had it flick him off but then the hand got stuck in a middle finger position and filming was delayed as they fixed this so and it took about a week of King Kong giving the middle finger so that's a fun fact um also, the 40-foot-tall, 3.5-ton 
aluminum frame of King Kong was covered in rubber and Argentinian horse tails, which were sewn into place individually. And the insides were covered with three, had 3,100 feet of hydraulic hose, 4,500 feet of electrical wiring, and controlled by 20 operators at a cost of $1.7 million. Uh, in fact, Rick Baker, they did also have a, a smaller suit, like in the Godzilla films, which was worn by an actor, Rick Baker, the famous uh, makeup guy who did a lot of stuff, including like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He wore a special undersuit with silicone-fitted muscles to realistically depict the musculature of a gorilla. And the hands used animatronic extensions controlled by operators offset to give Kong the appropriate gorilla-like long limbs because Rick couldn't walk appropriately with them like that. Uh, <clears throat> and finally, Kong's vocalizations were recorded uncredited mind you by peter cullen who is that he's the famous guy who played optimus prime and he strained his vocal cords making the kong noise so badly that uh he was coughing up blood in the studio so there's actually an interesting story i saw about that how when he went into tryout for optimus prime he was still reeling from the damage for that he said gorilla sounds but now we know what that is. Uh, so, um, next, a few other just little details. The employees of the Empire State Building were pretty ticked off when they decided that he'd be on the Twin Towers. And they expressed their own little protest, which went absolutely nowhere because, you know, they picketed on the 102nd floor, but it was so small and few people dressed in monkey suits were just in more of a i guess you would say entertaining than otherwise changed nothing uh i think uh that probably brings us also to the end of the fun facts really so and i made a mistake earlier the femme fatale is not dawn it's dwan excuse me made that mistake so on to some rips and picks for my money what did I like about this film? Well, the first thing I would say is the soundtrack was sheer brilliance. One of the song parts you hear is this scene that's going... Oh, jeez, sickies, I'm sorry. But you hear this a lot. And it reminds me of a scene in the video game Maximum Carnage for Genesis and Super Nintendo, where whenever you summon or use the character's cloak and dagger that song plays and i just remember that and this so there's that heartstring there but it's always well placed the soundtrack is really well done for this film next is the animatronics i mean i recognize especially for some of you younger sickies out there that it's not cgi magic and looks probably cheesy to you all right i'll grant you but considering if you once again consider what they had at the time, this is quite remarkable. So what they did with the suit, what they were able to do and how they made it look, plus with the sound effects, all of that creates a very good monster that gives it one big pick for me. Uh, next pick would be kind of showing... Oh, uh, yeah, I'll go to that first. Kind of showing the greed of the corporation here. Whereas before it was just kind of a, a filmmaker that was a bit too ambitious for his britches, this movie 
shows an oil company and granted this is during i don't know about the hype but it's during the oil embargo and you hear a lot about that they say things like well we got to get in here now before exxon does and you see even when they display king kong he's inside a giant petrox gas pump uh it it looks and smacks so much of corporate kind of cronyism favoritism it just looks so calculated and they nailed the look you feel so bad for kong here he is a victim of some domination of nature for higher profit there it is and whether that was the intent of the film i haven't seen but the message came off loud and clear and you really see that and you feel bad for kong and you're supposed to um dovetailing to that when kong is inside the oil tanker getting sent to new york there's a scene where he just gets mad and starts pounding the wall and you see you know the bulkheads buckling and people falling out of their bunks and that was a really well done scene because you got to wonder wouldn't that have happened unless they kept him gas the whole time but the way they took care of that here was dwan calmed them down uh that leads us to a rip though dwan's relationship with kong is a bit well creepy like the scene where he gives her a bath and is trying to take her clothes off and then he blows on her to um dry her off and she well scott is probably going to comment on that but if he doesn't just google it youtube you know king kong 76 kong drives off the girl dries off the girl the look on her face is not appropriate it's creepy not only that you think about how foul smelling and bacteria laden that breath would be it just makes it worse um also the way that dwan is just such a ditz uh i understand you know fey ray was a dit, but but this takes it to a whole nother level it, it's really kind of a turnoff um there's a scene again scott probably will talk about this when it comes when they play his part but uh jack the biologist who is really against what this is all doing he's kind of the jeff goldblum character from jurassic park warning against man's going against nature like this uh dwan is wondering if they would ever get married and it's that a dumb scene where they decide they're running away from kong and they decide to go stop for a drink rip there but he's realistic and thinks you know um this uh this doesn't work do you know what how much an adjunct professor makes and she wants the finer things in life scott will talk more about that i assume if he doesn't that's that's a pick actually um but again the rip would be dwan herself uh another rip would be why they brought her on the island to begin with uh you know there's a part where fred is getting pictures with her and she's hanging off of him and then he says hey no no pictures i'm a married man so it's only a problem because you might get caught by your wife oh that's real good there fred dynamite job husband of the year different time i realize but that doesn't make it okay so even by those standards it wasn't okay so rip there 
I know it's a minor point, but as a married man, it bugs me. Uh, plus, it's just kind of chauvinist in a way that was never really appropriate. I don't care what Andrew Tate says. That was never appropriate. Um, so that takes us now. I think a final rip would be seeing the you know seeing the way he's killed on the twin towers with that gun they see the gun getting ready to shoot at kong and they kind of know it it's like how are you gonna see the gun uh this isn't a rip or a pick but it's just a note seeing the twin towers is a heartstring um it just you know i was i'm of the 9-11 generation you might say and that that pulls a heartstring uh the globe that was between the two twin towers is still around it's in fact sitting in battery park this day and it's it's damaged but it's still there testament to survival and uh but it just hurts to see that so in fact that was a silly part too the fact that kong climbed the twin towers because it looked like some other cleft rock on skull island and um yeah just weird Overall, though, if I were to rate this thing, you know, how many Kongs do I give it or how many Petrox oil tankers? Oh, there's another fun fact. Two other fun facts before I go. The airplane that does the supply drop with the Petrox logo, that was a real plane that was at an airport that they painted for this role. And a Star Trek actor, who I'm sure Scott will bring up, is in this film. See if you identify whom. He check out DS9 for more connections. But at any rate, how do I rate this thing? Uh, I would give this a solid eight. Um, there's some definite problems with it as far as the character of Dwan and her, how she acts and how she gets, you know, dropped into scenes and why they'd let her go. But uh, overall, the effects are great. The soundtrack is spectacular. The acting is superb. I mean, the dude is in there. It, it's the dude. It's Jeff Bridges, and he's he's the dude, but a younger version. You know, go watch Big Lebowski. Go watch this. It's basically the same guy, except one of them's drinking white Russians. Um, and then also the fact that it got that story of corporatization profit over the benefit of nature. It's a theme that is constantly played out in not just sci-fi, but ever other stories. And you know. The lecturing will cease when the morale and the treatment improves. We'll just put it that way. So a solid eight, a great feature to the Kong mythos, and I would definitely recommend it. Hey, sickies, it's me, Ruck. Um, Rage was the only one here to get me a clip, so we kind of only have him today. So I guess you could consider this a Malady X Rage rips a clip. Um, if I were to give my opinion on King Kong... Um, I guess I'll have Master Ugwe take it away from me. Uh, Master Ugwe, please. Mm, monkey. And that is my rating of King Kong. Um, but yeah, so we're going to just have Mark read us in at the end here. Yay. Okay, guys. So thank you very much. And thank you, Sickies, for listening, even though we messed up. Uh, if you want to find out more about the show, you could tune it, go to our Discord page where you could see not just sci-fi malady stuff, but Zodiac Task Force. 
definitely tune into Zodiac Task Force. We have got a lot of cool stuff coming on the pipeline, including some killer animation by Panini and um, Alyssa, our resident artists. We've got some cool things happening in addition to episodes coming out as we wrap up season one you're not going to want to miss it especially if you like anime or 80s cartoons you are going to love this so stay stay tuned find out more at our discord page you can also keep your eye out for the upcoming show the janitor which is going to be as i said kind of a a modern tales from the crypt urban myths scary story thing i'm looking forward to that that's going to be a lot of fun a lot of good things happening on Raving Lunatic Media coming down the pipeline soon. Get to our Discord page to check that out. You can also go check out our website at www.makesureyousaveallyourrecordingswhenyoumakethem. No! RavingLunaticMedia.com. 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 Rage Master, what's left for them to do? Stay sick, sickies. And watch out for those darn save buttons. Raving lunatic. <laughs>